0: Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, Scale listeners, and welcome to another episode of Scale Your Business Radio, the show that's focused on growing your business and getting your life back. I'm David Finkel, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman. And this is the place to be. If you've ever wondered if you own your business or if it owns you, you are definitely in the right place. And, And, Jeff, today we're going to be talking in this segment, about email and how it just can rob a business person of his or her productivity. And let me just frame this out for a second as we dive into it. We, uh, we've we been surveying business owners for a couple of years now, and one of the questions we've asked you know, over a thousand different business owners is, what's the single greatest interrupter that just kills your productivity? And it's interesting, Jeff, 15 years ago when we asked this question, by far they would say phone, phone interruptions 15 years ago. Nowadays, by a factor of three to one to its nearest competitor, they say email, email, email. We're drowning in email, David, Jeff. I never realized that we we're just we're we're, we're just struggling with that part. And so I want to talk about that, and and any any thoughts that you want to start us off with about how a business owner can kind of get out from under the avalanche of email that they're dealing with, so they can actually start getting productive again. Because you know, at a certain point, it's just it really is not helpful. I mean, yeah, it has purposes for it, but it just, it's kind of taken on a life of its own, like the blob.
1: <laughs> you sure has. It. it is the email blob. But, um, there's a bunch of things to say here, but let's start with the first one, which is the discipline problem. And I, I tell you, I am so bad at this. Email, uh, <laughs> is so addictive. And a lot of times we just feel like, it's sort of like, uh, you know, growing up, the phone would ring at dinner. Uh, and one of my sisters, we're eating dinner, and one of my sisters would go answer the phone, and I would say, we're eating dinner. You don't have to answer it. And it was like almost a law. If it's ringing, I have to answer it because it's ringing. And I would sit there and think, you don't have to answer the phone. Nothing. The world will not end if we finish our dinner and then check the message. Email is the same way. We sit down and do productive work, and we look and we think, hmm, um, I'll just take a quick look and make sure everything's okay in email because it's so addictive. And as soon as you take that quick look, you wind up getting drawn, in. some email catches your attention, and now you're on email. So uh, the answer is you've got to avoid that addiction. If I sit down to do some productive piece of work, I need to say to myself, have the discipline to say, I will look at email not until this is done. And we realize that's hard to avoid that addiction, but you have to do it in order to be productive. Otherwise, it starts with a small disruption that turns into a big one because one email leads to the next one
0: absolutely and we, we, let's even build on that with this idea of boundaries in terms of you say hey i'm going to get project x or tax, task y done before i sit down and do email you know I, one thing i found has worked really well and we talk about it in chapter 12 of scale is to set yourself just one day a week even as kind of a focus day you can't get you know the whole day give yourself a three or four hour block i mean i think i think now more than ever to get really valuable work done, you need a chunk of time. You can't just do it in 5, 10, or 15 minutes, small little fractured sl- slivers of time. You need to have more time than that. And so whether it be you say, hey, every Wednesday from 8 o'clock when I get in until 11.30 in the a- in the morning time, I'm going to start off with a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour power session on something that really matters. But give yourself one period for three or four hours or more once a week and schedule it in as a definite appointment. And I found that this can be liberating for a business owner to put it on their calendar that way.
1: Absolutely. Again, it's a hard, discipline thing to do, but it dramatically increases your productivity. One of the other ones, David, that drives me crazy in business today is email etiquette. So for your company, create a set of email rules and etiquette And make sure that people enforce them. And I will give you an example. Uh, Subject lines of emails. Everybody just freeform types whatever they want. Uh, But we implemented an etiquette. So the first word is, if to me I'm supposed to do something about this email, it says ACTION REQUIRED in all caps. And then it says colon, you know, confirm meeting or whatever the email subject is. Or it says FYI, colon. So I know I do not need to read that email right now. I can read that one tonight, later, during my scheduled time. So you having an email etiquette for where you say things like action required and only the person that's in the to line is action. If you're on the CC line, I'm just giving you examples, then it's not action for you. Using terms like FYI, using terms like, you know, uh, uh, urgent when it's urgent and not saying it when it's not, all these kinds of etiquette rules. By the way, included in those etiquette rules are things like the email stream. I get an email, and I suggest Hmm. we do this as the email. And then the 11 people on it say, yes, okay, yes, okay, I agree, me too, okay. Now I have 12 emails, only one of which had any content in it. But I have to scan through (laughs) all of them to see that one email said something and everything else just said, yes, okay, and I agree. So having a discipline, that's part of the email etiquette that says, you know, if you all you're doing is agreeing, do not reply all so that I have 12 emails just saying yes. So again, developing an etiquette that you ask everybody to follow, and how you use and process email, I think is really, really important.
0: I love that idea of etiquette. That word, I just wrote it down actually in my notes because I love that word there because it takes it out of this idea that we're doing it as a on high. This is us, all of us together, just making the workplace better. So I'll share another one here. The impact of an email, you just check that one email. and let's say you had the discipline to not get absorbed by all the other emails still that one interruption. It's interesting. I was reading a study, Jeff. and they talk about any one interruption that you have is going to take you five to fifteen minutes to get back into the flow of what you did. So even if it only took you sixty seconds to respond, it just cost you you know five to fifteen minutes to get back into the flow of what you're doing. And I think the big excuse people use, as they say, yeah, but what if it's that really important email from our number one pr- customer or from our number one vendor or something? And I, you know, and they say, so like, great, one email that comes through that's really of that enterprise level magnitude and importance out of, you know, 50 or 100 that you get in a day. And so one thing I've counseled business owners to do is to get someone else on their staff, whether it be their assistant or somebody else, during periods of their day to scan and screen their email and then make it really easy. Hey, if something comes through at this level, come knock on my door. I'll be in the conference room working on something that actually creates value for the next three hours. And it's not like the, the someone else couldn't at least spot that. I think sometimes we just use that as an excuse to be to be lazy in our habits to take the easy route because it just is so self-reinforcing to knock out emails. Um, uh,
1: absolutely agree. In uh you know, not only is it letting an assistant or somebody administrative go through your emails to find those, but now there are more and more tools in a lot of email systems and even the free ones. Like, for example, let's take Google Mail. Uh, in Google Mail, there's an ability to tag different people's incoming emails with different priorities, different colors, different status, and they go into different boxes. So you can tag a VIP. So when an email comes in, that one's in a different color and it goes into the VIP email box. So you know immediately, instead of checking all your emails, the three important customers whose email address you tagged, if they're emailing, it's already separated from the rest of your email. So look at tools in addition to using your assistance as a method for, uh, uh, for combing through your emails to see what's urgent.
0: I love it. And I'm going to say this one, to get less email, delay your response. I think we forget that the faster we respond the more likely the other person is to get into a conversation with us by email. And and that might be pleasant and fun, but every email requires that you stop what you were doing prior, handle it, move it, do something with it, even if it's just to hit delete. So sometimes we can delay an hour, sometimes a day. Some email should be wait a week or two. And if you want to handle it right away, use the delay delivery button on your Outlook or on your Gmail or on your Yahoo Hotmail, whatever it is, you know, your your Microsoft um, Outlook account, whatever it is. Use the delay deliver. So
1: <laughs> I, uh, I'm confessing something. That's why I'm laughing, because I discovered this technique, David, totally by accident. Um, I do a lot <laughs> of international travel. And people send me all these emails, and everybody's email is urgent. But I'm out of the country in places where I don't get the emails. So what happens is I don't have those emails, um, and uh, so therefore I don't wind up uh, responding to those emails. And what happens is they filter themselves. The ones that really were that urgent, they come find me another way. They call the office, they call my assistant, they send a text. And the ones that said they were urgent that weren't, I get back from a trip and those people haven't followed up at all on those emails. That's how I discover. I didn't mean to do that. I wasn't trying to be rude and not reply. I was out of the country. But the aging process you just described worked because the, the emails that really weren't that urgent, I didn't hear from them again. And the ones that were made it a point to find me.
0: <laughs> so, you heard it here, scale listeners, international travel to countries that don't have reliable internet. I love it. That's a great t- tactic to train it's yourself to wean to off scream. of email. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. Uh, I'll give one last one here, and then we're going to be moving to a break here in just a moment, which is this idea of, actually, talk to the people you send email to, you know, look at your, your outbox. Who are the top five people you send email to? Probably it's people who work for you or with you in your company. And just go talk with them. Say, hey, what, what do I do with it? When how I email you, going back to Jeff's etiquette, that makes your life easier? What do you wish I would do that would make your life easier? You know, Some people would say, hey, I want more emails broken into smaller pieces. Or, hey, I want fewer emails with one longer list. Or, stop CCing me on this stuff. I don't care to hear it. Or, hey, I need to know more about that. And it can really save you a good deal of time here. Now, in the next segment, Jeff, we're going to be talking with our listeners here about brand, about how you can use brand emotions, a simple way to really visualize your brand, to bring it down to the actionable, concrete level of doing something to make a brand come alive. We're going to do that when we get back from this next break. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio, and I want to encourage you, Scale listeners, to get to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com for a whole series of great tools that Jeff and I have put together for helping you scale your company. We'll be right back in the next segment here in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio with Jeff Hoffman and David Finkel. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com.